millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code gold to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future go to noblegoldinvestments.com now noblegoldinvestments.com this performance may not be indicative of future results investing in precious metals including gold involves risks consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision rpn is not responsible for the views actions statements or opinions of its guests advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Well, good evening, everyone. And, of course, welcome back to another exciting episode of Red Pill News Live. And let me tell you something, it's definitely an election year. They are pulling out all the stops and the latest psychological operation to be produced and implemented on the public by the mainstream media and, of course, Good old feds in the deep state is this guy right here, a disaffected, unemployed millennial who has had an easy life. As far as I can tell, he was living free at his parents, half million dollar home in the countryside of Pennsylvania. But he went crazy and allegedly decapitated his father on live stream. I actually have the video, but I'm pretty sure I'm not going to play it because it's totally crazy. Anyways, uh, you have to wait until you hear the ins and outs of this guy's story. Uh, dug a lot of stuff up. Even his Spotify. He is an accomplished musician. It's funny. They try to blame his psychosis on the world of conspiracy. As far as I can tell, he never posted anything even glowing about Trump or anything else that they're trying to say. It's just that he thought people were following him and he hated the U.S. government. Didn't want to pay his student loans. That's how you know he wasn't a conservative. So sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we're going to be right back after this. So recently, I've told you guys about a breakthrough new anti-aging remedy that I've been using that keeps me energized all day long. I just take a teaspoonful of C60 Evo olive oil in the morning, and I notice better mental focus, flexibility, and physical endurance. Now, it's rare to feel improvements this quickly. I also end up sleeping deeper at night, so it's really helpful. 
Their peptide and ESS60 hair and lotion renewal formulas are exceptional because they really work. And C60 Evo's lab has been manufacturing this Nobel Prize winning miracle molecule for 32 years in their Houston, Texas Patriot-owned lab. ESS60 is the upgraded version of the Carbon 60 molecule. It's specifically made for both people and pets. It's a potent and effective way for people's lives to be improved all around the world. So maximize your health and enjoy noticeable results with C60 Evo organic edible oils, skin serums, and pet products. You can buy with confidence from C60 Evo, and you can use my personal code for a discount at checkout. Simply go to c60evo.com forward slash redpill78. And then when you're there, use code redpill78 for an additional 10% off your entire order. Once again, that's c60evo.com forward slash redpill78. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Good afternoon, friends. Welcome back. Hope you guys are having a lovely day. Unfortunately, the people of Levittown, Pennsylvania had a rough Monday. Well, I, no, I'm sorry. Today's Wednesday. They had a rough Tuesday, rather. Let's go with that. Um, but I wanted to give a big shout out to a couple of patriots who sent me some stuff in the mail. First of all, Needed97. Thank you so much for the gift and thank you very much for the card. Also to uh, Terry in Texas. Thank you very, very much for your gift. I appreciate it. And then also I wanted to let Lori know I got the package right here. And I'm not going to say anything else because I don't know what I'm supposed to say on the air. But as soon as I evaluate the contents, you better believe that I'll be back in touch with you. Uh, also, big thank you to Big Bird 38 who says, hey, Zach, thank you very much for your unrelenting pursuit of truth. Well, thank you very much for your patronage. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Lee and 63, thank you very much for the can. I appreciate you guys so much. And as I said, it is certainly an election year. I read something earlier today about how the federal government is in the process of training their agents in the dangers that they face. Right now, as they've been saying, the most dangerous terroristic threat is white supremacist, I guess, America first Trump supporters. But we all know that's not true because, well, first of all, we're not white supremacists because we're people of all races. Uh, we are definitely patriots because we support the United States of America and we're anti deep state. But that doesn't mean that we're going to go out there and do crazy things. We're attempting to take our country back through a peaceful, bloodless revolution, if you will. But the main subject of today's show, he had a very different message. And there are some very important things that set us apart from him. So do not allow the mainstream media or any of their brainwashed MK ultra victims try to convince you otherwise before we get into that story though i have something along the same lines hunter biden must be going to those same briefings that the doj and the fbi are giving their employees because he's taking a page directly out of their books he's blaming republican extremists this is his words not mine For the charges that he received that are related to the gun that he purchased when he was on drugs, where he lied on the federal form, and then the gun that was also thrown away in the trash can at like a Swifty Mart or something like that. This was him and his former sister-in-law, at that time girlfriend, they were on a crack binge and she Felt like it was a good idea to throw a handgun away in a public trash can and thought nothing of it. Well, that's how you know they were deep in the throes of a crack cocaine.
cocaine binge. Hunter supposedly is sober today, though. I'm not so sure that I believe him. Uh, but you don't need to be on drugs to rattle off the same sort of talking points that the Democrats in the deep state and, of course, the mainstream media would throw at us. So his legal team, of course, they've got to fight. Right. I mean, it's obvious he he purchased this gun. He lied on the on the uh, on the form. It's obvious is his former girlfriend, also his former sister in law. And he, while in the throes of a crack induced drug binge, threw a gun away very carelessly in a public trash can. It was picked up by someone uh, and it wasn't him and it wasn't the Secret Service at that time. So they're now doubling down on the fact that this set of charges related to something that he has basically already admitted to doing, even though he pled not guilty, is an attempt to pin the hopes and dreams, the paranoid fantasies of right-wing extremists from the people of the United States of America, we the people, all the way up to House Republicans, and of course, most importantly, President Donald Trump. So his attorneys filed a motion yesterday in support of his consideration that the Biden administration's Department of Justice is selectively prosecuting him for federal gun charges related to the crimes committed in Delaware. And therefore, the case should be missed. I want to repeat that his father's Department of Justice, which is controlled by his appointee, who which is being overseen in this case, in terms of this case, uh, by a, a special counsel, which may or may not have legal authority to do so, but it's still someone within his father's Justice Department. I think he believes he is outside of the bounds of uh, being actually held to account. Hunter Biden believes that he should be able to act with impunity, doing whatever it is he wants to do, because that's what that's what he's always done. When his father wasn't playing president, And living at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, he was an uh, elected senator. He's held a number of other positions, but he had the power. He had the the ability to move around through these circles to call in a favor. If a Delaware cop was to pull over Hunter and he was drunk driving, they just give old Joe a call and he'd say, you know, I'm the most powerful man in Delaware. Let my son go. Otherwise, I'll have your job. Well, Joe can't exactly do that now, so he's got to send his minions out there to do it instead. And they did everything they could, frankly, to not charge him with these gun crimes. But because it was so obvious that he was acting with impunity, that he was quite literally flaunting the letter of the law any chance that he got, he wasn't paying his taxes. He did it in multiple jurisdictions. He was also on binges of all manner of drugs with prostitutes and women who were being human trafficked. Uh, He was hanging out with the dregs of society. I mean, he smoked crack with Mary and Barry, for God's sake. And then he went on national television. He, he, He wrote a book about it. He thought that it was going to be this triumphant return. It was his redemption story. But instead, it ended up in uh, getting him hit with charges because although he is the son of the resident, although he has been able to up until this point do whatever he wants to, the American people are are taking notice of it. They understand, hey, there's a different set of rules for the Biden family than there is for my family. If that was my son then he would definitely have charges placed against him, right-wing conspiracy or not. 
And I'll tell you what, there is no right wing conspiracy. It's just that the Department of Justice has no choice. They have to bring charges against him for something. And although the punishment may not be that bad, Hunter Biden being convicted of anything, of course, is going to be a real black eye, if you will. So here from the the filing. This is until Mr. Weiss was under pressure and heavy criticism from Republican extremists arose in response to that outcry from former President Trump, extremist House Republicans and right wing media looking to make Mr. Biden's fate a political issue in the next presidential election. The prosecution blew up that deal and now has brought felony charges against Mr. Biden, both here in Delaware and in California, and is seeking a heavy prison sentence for charges the prosecution was willing to resolve for probation just months ago. I'd like to take you back in time. It wasn't right-wing extremist Republicans or right-wing media outlets or even right-wing podcasts like you're watching right now. No, it was that judge. It was a Delaware Circuit Court judge who saw... The charges recognized that there was an immunity deal in place and that it didn't specify what it was going to cover. Of course, Hunter Biden and his legal team wanted it that way so that if any other crimes did come up in the future, he'd say, no, we've got immunity. Just check the uh, the plea deal we signed back in Delaware. He thought nobody was going to notice. He thought he was going to be able to slip one past the goalie, so to speak. Well, thank God that judge saw that. And put a stop to it. Because as soon as the DOJ and David Weiss and Hunter Biden were put on the spot and she questioned, what exactly does this immunity deal cover? Because it's not a very usual thing for any defendant of any stripe to receive blanket immunity in perpetuity. That means that Hunter Biden would literally have a get-out-of-jail-free card that never expired. So his motion is referring specifically to that guilty plea for two tax misdemeanors and the diversion agreement for that felony gun charge that was initially made between Weiss and his team. So the guilty plea and the diversion all fell apart in July after the judge started asking questions. So he ended up pleading not guilty after he had to make another plea. This time, not guilty to two misdemeanor tax charges and the diversion agreement remains a point of contention between the two sides. Obviously, people who care about law and order, the House Republicans and we the people, we want an investigation. We want an exhaustive look into the crimes of one Robert Hunter Biden and by extension, the crimes of the Biden crime family. We also want him to be looked into for the impeachment inquiry. We want him to testify because if anybody knows the truth about what the Bidens were up to, you know, it's going to be Hunter. And considering the fact that most of his life during that time that is of interest was exhaustively, exhaustively recorded in a historical sense in his iMessage account, in his iCloud account, in all those pictures with all the lovely ladies from Eastern Europe that he was taking, all the pictures of the fat crack rocks and the broken glass pipes and who knows what else was in there. I don't know. But anyways, the the uh, Hunter Biden is going to be testifying on February 28th, and uh, we'll have more on that in just a moment. But 
in the initial motion to dismiss, uh, he said it was based on selective prosecution. His team was making similar assertions about Republican pressure that was supposedly being put on David Weiss's decision to prosecute him in Delaware and California. So the Delaware tax offenses and a single felony gun charge have since been dismissed. Again, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, they are Delaware boys. Now, the reason he's freaking out about this is because he's looking at prison time. I mean, he could face up to 25 years in prison for three felony gun charges in Delaware and then 17 years in prison and for three felony and six misdemeanor gun charges, excuse me, tax charges in California. And of course, he's going to plead guilty to all, excuse me, not guilty to all of those. Uh, let me see Jim Kyle. How that work out for Epstein when he had a deal? Well, he had that deal and uh, it did not go in perpetuity. It did not go for anything future. Uh, and it wasn't his immunity. He made immunity deals for any of his co-conspirators. Now, what I, honestly, I, I've, I've been thinking how this might come back up again in the future. And this might be why we haven't seen any charges for anybody else. Um, because um, they, we could have gotten them, but Epstein obviously was suicided. Anyone that was a co-conspirator during that time, they received the immunity deal. So any crimes that they could be prosecuted for would have to have occurred after the date of that immunity deal being signed. Uh, and of course, that date uh, ended essentially at the time that Jeffrey Epstein was suicided in his cell. I think that there would have been an investigation and we would have been able to get those people. Uh, and who knows who that, who that could have been. Obviously, we have uh, some ideas, but we're, I'm, I'm waiting for that all to come up in the future. But I would like to know if anybody is charged in relation to connections to Epstein, if they were to bring up that immunity deal and say we are covered by that immunity deal because the crimes you're alleging took place before this time. And Jeffrey Epstein, Alex Acosta, we got that sorted out back in Florida in 2009. All right. So uh, David Weiss, of course, is the U.S. district, excuse me, the U.S. attorney for the state of Delaware. And as special counsel in the Hunter Biden case, he is the one who is leading the charge on this. Uh, I don't anticipate that David Weiss is going to do anything more than he needs to. The very fact that these cases are going to be taking place outside the jurisdiction of Washington, D.C., I think that bodes well for truth and justice. And I think that Hunter Biden's efforts to get out of these charges is going to be bad for him. Uh, I think that they're going to be able to prove pretty easily that he's guilty of everything that they claim he's guilty of. Um, But until that time, we're just going to keep reporting on it. All right. Uh, NetFolks1, thank you very much for that can. I appreciate it. If you guys have just arrived, please do me a favor. Hit the like button. Hit the like button. Uh, we've got one downvote. If you hit the like button, then you will overcome that downvote. We've got only 200 likes and uh, just over 2,000 people watching on Rumble. And again, you know it's an election year because a miracle has occurred. Joe Biden has finally agreed one year later to visit the site of the toxic disaster in East Palestine, Ohio, that location of the incredibly awful train derailment. And the only reason he's going is because he's hoping to lock up some of those votes. Big 
Big D11 Dolores 72. Hey, Zach, off topic, but have you heard of Megan Rose? She's on YouTube. Fantastic story regarding space abduction, Galactic Federation info. I have not heard of Megan Rose, but I will go ahead and copy that and take note for after the show. Thank you very much, Dolores. I appreciate you. Uh, and if you don't mind, one second, let me just make a note. Okay. Megan Rose, got it. So Joe Biden has finally seen fit to visit the uh, train derailment victims there in East Palestine. He announced it earlier today. He's going to go down there and check out how the residents have been impacted, uh, perhaps how many of them are dealing with the lingering effects of the hazardous chemicals that were inexplicably set on fire in what can only be described as a toxic waste attack on a very, very Trump area. Uh, this subsequent spill and the damages that have been done, it's really disappeared from the mainstream media. Again, because the people who live there are overwhelmingly in support of Donald Trump. Joe Biden knew that if he was to go there, he would probably be met with ridicule. But now he's desperate. And if he doesn't show up in East Palestine, it would be just as bad as if he didn't show up for the funerals of those three servicemen and women who were killed in that attack in, uh, in the base near Jordan. I'm sorry, I don't remember exactly where it was. It's in the Middle East, we'll say. So he said he's going to address his administration's progress in working with state and local leaders to protect the community and hold the Norfolk Southern accountable for their actions. It's a year later. And there hasn't been any accountability. As far as I know, Norfolk Southern has not held up their end of the bargain. I haven't heard a single thing about anybody having their properties bought. I haven't heard a single thing about people having their properties cleaned up. Uh, as far as I'm aware, the smell of toxic waste still lingers in and around East Palestine. And if you're not from the area and you go there, your eyes are going to start burning. Uh, so the thing about it is, Donald Trump has visited East Palestine. And so if we get to the election and Joe Biden has never even set foot in Ohio, then there's no way he's going to get a single vote. And he knows that. So this is merely a formality. But again, because it's an election year, he has to show up. So. Speaking about that impeachment inquiry, which is definitely taking place, uh, Joe Biden's brother is also being called in to testify. Uh, James Biden, or sometimes known as Jim Biden, is going to be set to testify before lawmakers on February 21st. He's going to appear for a transcribed interview, and I'm not certain if it's going to be an open-door session or a closed-door session. Uh, I, well, you know, honestly, if I had my way, I would say please do a closed-door session first so they can get you under oath, and then do an open-door session afterwards so the American people can see it. Uh, but it, Joe Biden, Jim Biden, the very close. OK, uh, the two hundred thousand dollar check that was written to Joe Biden that came from Jim's uh, uh, grift that he got off of that health care company. Uh, this was back in 2018 when Jim got that six hundred thousand dollar loan. I don't believe he ever paid it back. So it was basically just he stole six hundred thousand dollars from from them. But that was from AmeriCorps Health LLC. They were doing very badly at the time. 
And considering the fact that the Biden family name was the product, what Jim promised was that Joe, through his connections as uh, vice president uh, previously and maybe uh, joining government again in the future, that he would be able to bring in Middle Eastern connections that would be willing to inject money into this failing healthcare system. Immediately after receiving that check, Jim sent a $200,000 check to none other than Joe Biden. Now, from what I understand, the big guy never came through. Middle Eastern donors never showed up. And uh, this this failing healthcare company ended up going out of business. Uh, so, There is one of these uh, additional direct connections showing money coming from some strange and scurrilous enterprises, uh, some sort of con man type grift, and then immediately going into the numbered account of. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare flashlight. The Fighter Flare flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com.
A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Jim excuse me, into the numbered account of Joe Biden after passing through the account of Jim Biden. Uh, Now, supposedly this $200,000 was for a loan. I guess that Joe Biden said that he loaned his brother $200,000. But to this day, he's never provided any proof. There's no bill of sale. There's no promissory note. uh, There's there's no $200,000 check to Jim Biden. Joe Biden Never gave his brother $2,000. So I don't know. Maybe this, this is something with interest. He, he gave him 50 bucks, uh, some 50 years ago and slowly it's been racking it up. But the records are there. We can show the money going from point A to point B. It happens time and time again. Now, Eric Schwerin, who we spoke about yesterday, he, uh, is now probably one of the strongest links that we have between Hunter Biden's business and Joe Biden's involvement in that business. Jim Kyle says too much talking, uh, hanging party is needed for these rap bastards. Yep. (laughs) You never know. Never know what's going to happen. And he testified behind closed doors because, of course, he needed to be under oath. Uh, There's a high potential for illegal activity that they were all involved in together. And Eric Schwerin worked directly with Joe Biden at the same time as he was managing the money for Hunter Biden and Rosemont Seneca. So he was known as the money man, kind of a middleman, basically, an associate of Joe Biden. Uh, but here's the thing. In making the connection between Joe Biden and Hunter's businesses, uh, Eric Schwerin was the go-between on a lot of this stuff. And it's his contention that he did free work for Joe Biden. He did a whole lot of free work, uh, things like just conducting general business operations. He did bookkeeping. I guess he paid Joe Biden's bills. I don't know if he paid it with Joe's money or his money. Uh, oh, he also prepared his taxes. He prepared Joe Biden's financial disclosures. Uh, there is not an official transcript that's been released yet. But sources familiar with the situation, so likely someone who was in the room when Eric Schwerin was testifying, uh, has released this information to the mainstream media and uh, the general media at large. So what's interesting is that Sharon is uh, also estranged from the Biden family. Uh, he is now persona non grata. I guess Hunter doesn't like him. Maybe Hunter thought he was stealing money from them because he was too close. Maybe Hunter didn't want anybody between him and his father and all of that money. But he was clearly a, a trusted associate of Jim, excuse me, of Joe Biden and of Hunter Biden because he ran Rosemont Seneca. He had joint bank accounts with Joe Biden. Uh, and when he appeared for his testimony under oath, he told investigators that he was also providing all of these free services and that he and Jim, he and Joe Biden met together on a number of occasions. Now, by claiming he was working for Joe Biden for free, uh, completely separate from anything that he was doing for Hunter, 
that gives him some plausible deniability as to why he and Joe, why he and Joe were getting together at all, why they were meeting at all. And if he was so close to him, like they shared a bank account and he's like doing his taxes and he's paying his bills and stuff. I mean, he must have met with him on more than just a few occasions, but he refused to admit under oath that he met with any of Biden's business associates. He admitted that he was also, and this is the kicker because it gets so incestuous, he was appointed to the Commission for the Preservation of America's Heritage. Uh, this was a board that he was on during the Obama-Biden administration. If that name sounds familiar to you, it might be because this board is the same commission that Hunter Biden's art purchaser and Democrat donor, Elizabeth Naftali, was appointed to after she bought Biden's art. So this board sounds like an easy way for people to get appointed to something, maybe collect a paycheck, and probably not do any type of real work. So I'm certain that during the Obama-Biden years, they appointed Eric to this board. It probably allowed him some level of familiarity and, and proximity to Joe Biden, Plus, you know, he's also going to be raking in the dollar bills while at the same time he is moving all that Chinese money around for Hunter at Rosemont Seneca. So Sharon also claimed that he had no visibility on any key foreign payments to the Bidens. He did not know anything about it, even though the, even though they shared a bank account. <laughs> he wasn't paying attention, I suppose. But he at Rosemont Seneca, he was the president. And that fund was created specifically by Hunter and and a number of key business associates. And it's the very entity that did the deals with Russia, that did the deals with Ukraine, with China, with Romania. You can throw Mexico in there as well. I fail to see how Eric Schwerin could be the president of Rosemont Seneca, sharing a big a bank account with Joe Biden, but then having no visibility on these foreign payments that are coming to the Bidens. I mean, by very nature of the fact that he was at Rosemont Seneca, the entity that was doing business with these foreign business associates, you would think that he would have to. So I don't really know how he's going to get away with that one. But investigators were hoping to ascertain information about what Schwerin's role was specifically in Biden's family foreign business dealings, as well as perhaps getting a better idea of what Joe Biden actually knew about and what sort of level of participation he was playing in that operation. So in December, you might remember the Ways and Means Committee released that spreadsheet, which compiled the IRS criminal investigators information, dozens of email exchanges between or among Hunter Biden, Schwerin, And a number of pseudonyms that were all attributed to Joe Biden between 2010 and 2019. Now, the National Archives has released some documents showing that Schwerin had direct contact with the White House employees regarding Burisma. So obviously he had some level of visibility on these foreign business dealings. Uh, Why was it Eric Schwerin that was contacting the White House to talk about the very company that Hunter Biden was working with if it wasn't Joe Biden. I mean, Eric was directly associated with Joe. It just makes sense that Joe would be the one to get the call. And we also know it was Joe 
who actually went to Ukraine because he was like the point man on Ukraine. And he's the one who got the prosecutor fired. He's the one who got Victor Shokin fired. He was definitely going to bat for Burisma. Uh, Schwerin also was the one who coordinated with the White House on all things Burisma. Again, Burisma is that Ukrainian energy company. There were certain issues that he says he did not work on, uh, and he claims he did not receive payments from Burisma. But what we can tell you from White House visitor logs, he visited the White House at least 27 times during Joe Biden's time in the vice presidential office. And then in 2018, this is how we learned that Hunter Biden hated Eric Schwerin. Uh, we see text messages from Hunter. He, he showed that he had a deep distrust of Schwerin and his involvement in the family's affairs. So Hunter apparently owed Schwerin money. Uh, and it seems like the souring of the relationship really came down to that. Hunter didn't like anybody that wasn't in the family being too close to their money. He thought maybe it was a liability. He thought maybe they were going to be grifting because, I mean, that's what grifters do. Grifters hang out with other grifters and they grift each other in addition to grifting all of the other people around them. So Hunter was not having it. All right. Uh, now, Tara Reed, the rape victim of Joe Biden, the woman who unfortunately was brutally sexually assaulted by Joseph Robinette Biden, the current resident of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, a woman who the mainstream media has ridiculed, uh, a, a woman who unfortunately had felt the need to flee and seek asylum in Russia because she believes her, her life is in danger. Uh, I mean, I, I believe her. I, I believe that her life is in danger, especially in an election year. Uh, I'm doing what I can to get Tara Reid on the show as a as a guest because I, I would love to hear her story and uh, I would love to expose more crimes of the Biden family more than anything else. So she has filed a tort claim against the Federal Bureau of Investigation because of their involvement in something you may or may not know about, Operation Cassandra. Essentially, the FBI was tasked with stalking Tara Reid, a victim of sexual abuse. Jim Kyle says he worked for free, my Fannie Willis. <laughs> so Tara Reid has filed this tort claim through her London-based attorney, Dr. Jonathan Levy. It's a complaint with the United States Department of Justice, and she is seeking $10 million in damages for the invasion of her privacy, for obvious emotional distress, also violations of her state and federal constitutional rights. I mean, when has your constitutional rights ever stop the DOJ or the FBI from getting involved? It, they just, they don't care. They can do whatever they want. So Tara was unfortunately sexually victimized by Joe Biden when he was a senator. This was back in 1993. Uh, she tried to blow the whistle on it at the time. She tried to make him pay, but her case was suppressed by congressional investigators because Joe Biden, as I said, was very powerful at the time. He basically was, he was like Frank Underwood, if you've ever seen House of Cards. Uh, and they wanted to protect him. They didn't want any of this bad news to get out. And likely, there were probably a number of rapes and sexual assaults that were going on. If they brought attention to the fact that Joe Biden, uh, a powerful senator, had just raped a woman in his office, 
Well, then it might bring unwanted attention to other senators. Who knows? Maybe other aides may have come forward and said, hey, she's not the only one. I was also brutally victimized. So they keep the records sealed. They shut down the investigation. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. And that way, when she comes forward now, many years later, they try to pretend like "Mm, nothing ever happened. Oh, it was a baseless accusation. So we didn't bother taking it any farther. But when she spoke out again in 2019, she was immediately subjected to an ongoing FBI operation. This time, victimizing her a second time for coming forward and trying to do the right thing, not only for herself and her own mental well-being, but for any female who might get anywhere near Joe Biden, who has shown himself time and time again to be inappropriate with women and children. The FBI called it Operation Cassandra. The whole thing was set up to retaliate against Tara Reid. They wanted to intimidate her, shut her down, stop her from talking about this because they knew they wanted to place Joe Biden in the White House in 2020. They wanted to discredit her if they could and, if possible, eliminate her. They wanted to take Tara Reid out of the equation. They knew that she was a threat to President Biden. I shouldn't say president. They knew that she was a threat to Joe Biden and the tort complaint against them details all of this in excruciating detail. So last month, she requested the Department of Justice investigate violations of her civil rights by the FBI and to turn over to her and anything that they had on her and then also to expunge her file. Get it out of your records. So Dr. Jonathan Levy has not responded to questions in regards to this action. And the FBI, of course, has yet to hand over Tara Reid's FBI file. I have heard of people uh, throughout the years requesting their file from the FBI to varying degrees of success. I, 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 I'm actually kind of a, uh, kind of scared to, <laughs> to, to ask for it. But now this $10 million in damages from the FBI for something that objectively truly happened. This is a, a factual statement. It's justified. You know, the one sad thing about it is, is that our taxpayer dollars are used to fund the FBI, which, in my opinion, is a criminal organization. And they use our money to then victimize us. And then if one of us speaks out and they're not successful in shutting us down or killing us or getting us to kill ourselves and they have to pay out, well, guess who's going to pay for it? It's not coming out of their coffers. It's going to be coming out of our coffers. $10 million from the American taxpayer. But you know what? Tara Reid deserves it. Because the money's fake anyways. They just print it out of nothing. <laughs> They're just going to throw some zeros in her account. But uh, Dr. Levy, her lawyer, said, The United States should not have a two-tiered justice system. Amen, brother. 
if President Trump and Mr. Giuliani can be assessed tens of millions of dollars in damages for their words, a weaponized FBI that seeks to silence, intimidate and eliminate Joe Biden's victim, Tara Reid, must also be held accountable. Failing to do so means our justice and legal system has become an instrument of political oppression and suppression. Well, Dr. Levy, I hate to tell you, but it has already. They don't need to not pay her. Now, I, I'm assuming they're going to do whatever they can to not pay her. Um, but I believe that this is a justifiable request here that Tara Reid is looking for. And uh, they already have become a political weapon. They use their power to suppress people's free speech. They use their their will and the money at their disposal to destroy, uh, to intimidate, uh, to silence any person that might come forward and say something. If they don't do it directly themselves, then they give the walking orders to a non-governmental agency, which then puts the pressure on another organization to do so. Now, despite all of this bad news, despite the very clear writing on the wall, Joe Biden uh, was just in Palm Beach, which is Trump country. Let me remind you. But of course, he was surrounded by that that blue bubble, the Democrat echo chamber. And uh, he was meeting with high dollar Democrat donors trying to raise money for his campaign. I don't know how successful it was, but he quite literally looked them straight in the face and said, I believe we can win Florida. Uh, here he is getting off at and he didn't fall. I was hoping he was going to fall, but he made his way down here. He said, I think we can win Florida. I don't know what he's smoking, but it's probably very similar to what Hunter is smoking. Now, the the thing, you know what I love, what I love about seeing the 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 vast chasm that separates Donald Trump from Joe Biden. Joe Biden goes out in public, and he's surrounded by ten or fifteen people, regular people. Okay, he goes to a, a, a yacht club to meet with a whole host of Democrat donors. Wealthy people, the only people who still support him (laughs) because they hate Trump. And uh, even in that instance, he's still surrounded by, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 people. Uh, And Donald Trump goes out anywhere and he's surrounded by thousands of people. It's quite obvious that Donald Trump is the people's candidate. He represents we the people. Joe Biden He represents the political establishment. He represents the American oligarchy, the elite class of evil people that sit that sit in the seat of power. Now, do you think Joe Biden can take Florida? I sure as hell don't. I don't think anybody out there truly believes that Joe Biden can take Florida, uh, despite whatever psychological operations they want to run on us. And in fact, every single state where Joe Biden took that swing in 2020, legitimate or not, he was declared the winner in a number of important swing states. Looking at the polling, Donald Trump is beating him in every single crucial race. So let's take a look. This is polling coming out of Bloomberg. Bloomberg, of course, is a left-leaning outlet. 
And they always are going to oversample for Democrats. So I like to look at what the spread is between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. So six in 10 swing state voters say President Biden bears responsibility for a surge in illegal immigrants. This is the most fundamental issue, and it's something that could have been dealt with so quickly. In fact, it could have never started. Joe Biden initiated the problems at the southern border. He neglected to finish the construction of the wall. I I was thinking about this the other day. And there were a lot of people who initially they were upset. Donald Trump, why haven't you finished the wall? Even people on the left in the mainstream media. The joke was, oh, has, has Trump finished the wall yet? And the wall did not get completed. It All the material was there. Construction was ongoing. It was a big job, though. And there was a lot of pressure that was being put on him and uh, by the uh, the Army Corps of Engineers. And they, they were lawsuits. They were doing everything they could to stop it from being built. But it's kind of genius in a way because he, he purchased everything he needed. He put all the material right there. All of the everything had been paid for. All Joe Biden had to do was not stop it. But, of course, he's a freaking moron and they hate America. So he came in and he stopped it. And by stopping it, he precipitated the issues we see today. He set that ball into motion. And by doing so, he convinced the majority of Americans that he simply is too dangerous to allow to stay in the White House. I know things would be bad if it wasn't for the issue at the southern border, but How bad would it be? Would it be bad enough for people to really get on the Trump train in the way that they have? But the problems at the U.S.-Mexico border are entirely Joe Biden's fault. They cannot put the blame on Donald Trump because he put everything in the motion to get it finished, and it was Joe Biden that stopped it. So this makes it very difficult for them to 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 cheat in the same way they did before because everybody knows exactly what they would get if they elected Joe Biden. Doesn't mean I don't think they're going to try. I think they're going to try definitely, but the larger lead that President Trump has in each of these states, the less likely it becomes that they're going to be successful in doing so. So, uh Biden is trailing Trump in all of these different states. Let's take a look. Arizona, and remember, we've got 10 months, okay, until the election. Arizona, Trump is up three points with 47%. Georgia, Trump is up eight points with 49%. Michigan, Trump is up five points with 47%. Nevada, he's up eight points with 48%. North Carolina, Trump is up 10 points with 49%. Pennsylvania, he's up three points with 48%. And Wisconsin, he's up five points with 49%. Now, When you add Robert F. Kennedy Jr. into the mix, this is where it gets really interesting. So Arizona, still Trump (laughs) by eight points. Trump would get 43 percent. Biden would get 35 percent and Kennedy would get 10 percent in Georgia. Still up by seven points. Trump would get 44 percent. Biden would get 37 percent. Kennedy would get eight percent. In Michigan, still up by six points, Trump would get 43%. Biden would get 37%. Kennedy would get 8%. 
In Nevada, still up by 12 points. Trump would get 43%. Biden, 31. Kennedy, 12. In North Carolina, still up by 13 points. 45 for Trump, 32 for Biden, 9 for Kennedy. In Pennsylvania, still up by 3. Trump at 43, Biden at 40, Kennedy at 7. And in Wisconsin, still up by 8. Trump would get 43, Biden would get 35, Kennedy would get 10. Now, taking a look at these totals, yes, the introduction of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. does appear to take a little bit of support from both sides. But in every instance, Donald Trump is the top of the heap and in some places by a much wider margin when you put Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in there. So you can see those are the states that appear to be leaning more heavily towards him. I repeat, we are only we are 10 months away from this election actually taking place. And what just happened with E. Jean Carroll? Uh, and the revelations that are coming out about the judge in that case, and then the ethics violations that are coming out in Fannie Willis. I got updates on that for you. It appears to me that uh, President Trump, his star is only rising. So as we get closer to the actual election day, we're going to see this get even better for the Don. Now, Kennedy, when he comes in, Biden dips below 40 in six of those seven swing states. He's at 31 in Nevada. That's a reliably blue state. 32 in North Carolina, which at one time used to be thought of as a swing state. And this wasn't a small poll. We're talking about 5,000 registered voters. And uh, there is an error margin of only one point. That means this is a very reliable survey that they did. Uh, only 29% of those who were polled said that the national economy is headed in the right direction. So 71% of the country believes that the country is on the wrong track. This is bad news because Biden uh, said that the economy will be very important when choosing the next president. And 82% of those respondents agreed with him. The term Bidenomics is now a, a detrimental term. And I think that Trump should continue to use it as we get closer to the election. Now, his favorability rating is very low, just 38% in those seven swing states and 58% view him unfavorably. The other ones appear to be just somewhere in the middle. Kamala Harris, she's got a 37% favorability rating, lower than Joe Biden. That's difficult to do, but she did it. And then 56% find her unfavorable. Donald Trump's favorability rating is 46%, while 52% apparently find him unfavorable. And then on Biden, he's 20 points below Donald Trump's favorability rating. And again, Donald Trump's favorability, in my opinion, is going to continue to rise as we get closer to the election. Now, this portion of the study, the unfavorability of Donald Trump, I just don't see it. I, I, I believe that it's possible. People might not like him. People might not understand why he does the way, why he does things the way he does. And they probably are not thinking about it as deeply as we are, but they still know that Donald Trump is the way forward. Donald Trump, because everything that he wants to do, it's everything he was doing before. The country was in a great shape. Okay. People had money in the bank. People had extra money. They could do things. Okay. They could go places. They could have fun. Now you're basically working to survive. All right. Uh, 
Polly over on the foxhole, pill.net. Excuse me. Yeah, pill.net. Thank you so much for that fleet. I really appreciate it, buddy. All right, brief update on the situation with Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, the Homeland Security Committee last night voted. It was uh, shortly after we got off the air yesterday. Uh, but they did approve those two articles of impeachment against Alejandro Mayorkas. So the House has now sent the vote to impeach Mayorkas to the House floor. Uh, the border crisis is only getting worse every day. Now that these two articles have been approved, the rest of the House is going to vote, and I expect this vote to be along party lines. I also think there will be several Democrats, probably Democrats from states that are most adversely affected by the illegal immigrant crisis. They're also going to vote to uh, impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. Some of them have already come forward and said that they will. Uh, Now, Alejandro Mayorkas, you know, he wrote that letter to the House yesterday, essentially stating that it was a conspiracy theory. These are, again, right wing extremists that are trying to take him out. It's a political hit job. Uh, But anybody who has read the articles of impeachment or even if you just listen to me say the words willful and systemic refusal to comply with the law. Willful and systemic. He has essentially stopped enforcing immigration and stopped working about keeping the homeland safe. Uh, the Homeland Security, Department of Homeland Security, uh, in my opinion, Alejandro Mayorkas has done wonders for that agency. He's essentially, he's essentially made the best argument for the disbanding of the DHS. It did not exist before 9-11. Since that time, it's just soaked up a lot of money. It has uh, brought the exact same activities that were already in place in a number of other federal agencies under that umbrella. And it's just created a larger security apparatus to spy on the American people. Uh, you know, bad things still happen. And all the only thing that I notice different is that it takes me longer to fly I had to get my face scanned at the airport. Meanwhile, illegal aliens were on the same freaking flight and they were running all over the place. I mean, I, it, it was it was a really surreal scene to know that those people don't have to fly with any sort of identification. They don't even have to be citizens. They could be anyone from anywhere in the world. Oh, you're an illegal. OK, we'll give you a free ticket wherever you want to go. But somebody like me, if I forgot my driver's license at home, God forbid, I'm not flying anywhere. And I got to get my face scanned. Nobody else is getting their face scanned. So Mayorkas, on top of willful and systemically failing to uphold the law, uh, is also been charged with lying to Congress in the second article of the impeachment. He said that the southern border was secure and that DHS had operational control of the area. Well, anyone with eyes to see knows that that was a lie. False claim. He also accused the Border Patrol agents. Remember the the PSYOP about the Border Patrol agents whipping Haitian illegals back in September of 2021? It it, it didn't go down like that. It was a total, total shakedown, total uh, uh, snow job. And then we've also got a number of Republican attorney generals all over the country, legal experts, uh, and uh, and a coalition of mothers who have had their children murdered by either the distribution of fentanyl uh, or perhaps MS-13 gang members. We've had these people come in and testify. So, I mean, they they can they can tell firsthand, you know, hey, there's no way there's operational security at the southern border. There's no way because, uh, you know, I lost my I lost my child. You know, how did the fentanyl get through the southern border if you've got operational security of it? You know, it's uh 
2.3 million illegals having come through in the fiscal year of 2022. 2.4 million illegals coming through in the fiscal year of 2023. There's no such thing as operational security when you got giant holes in your border and nobody's there at the door waiting to see who's actually coming through. All right. Uh, now, I thought that this was uh, quite the moment. Uh, we had a hearing today in the Senate where a number of my favorite senators really took these social media companies to task. Uh, I'm used to seeing these hearings where they're, you know, asking questions about right wing extremism and, you know, QAnon on Twitter and just a bunch of stupid shit. But today it was about the abuse and uh, targeting of children and the facilitation that social media companies have given to pedophiles uh, so that they can go ahead and use these platforms to abuse children, to groom them, and uh, sometimes to, to, uh, to, to kidnap them and traffic them. So Mark Zuckerberg, it was crazy. He, he, he got his ass reamed out by Josh Hawley. And then he actually stood up and apologized to the families that were affected by the the, the policies on his platform. Uh, like, it's, it's shocking to me, and I know that it shouldn't be, but it still just blows my mind every time that on a, on a platform like Instagram or Facebook, you, you can't talk about certain things because they're considered to be dangerous. But grooming children, posting pornography with children in it, that's been totally cool. You know exactly how these people, who these people are. Let's take a listen. So you didn't take any action. You didn't That's take any action. You anybody, you haven't That's compensated a That's single not, victim. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? I've, Would you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? I, I, I'm sorry. 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 I'm why, Mr. Zuckerberg, why should your company not be sued for this? Why is it that you can claim you hide behind a liability shield? You can't be held accountable. Shouldn't yeah, that liability shield is something else, something else. But I thought that was a, a, a pretty awesome thing to see. Josh Hawley. I love Josh Hawley. He's always on point. He's super based. He asks the right questions. He can really draw it out of a witness. And Mark Zuckerberg was actually under oath at that time. And by standing up and apologizing to those families, I mean, that seems to me to be an admission of guilt on behalf of Mark Zuckerberg for Meta as a corporation. If there was no liability, if there was no culpability, if... Facebook, uh, Instagram, Meta, whatever it was, if they had nothing to do with the grooming and abuse of those children that occurred on their platforms, then 
he would have nothing to apologize for. He said, I'm sorry for everything you've all gone through. Nobody should have to go through what your families have suffered. This is why we have invested so much and are going to continue industry-leading efforts to make sure that no one has to go through the types of things your family have suffered. Does anybody believe, (laughs) does anybody actually believe that if these companies did not want this behavior to happen on their platforms, that they couldn't long ago have implemented technology or something to intercept it, to stop it from taking place. I don't think that anybody would answer that yes with a straight face. Of course they wanted it to happen. No, they didn't want to do anything about it. I mean, take a look at the types of speech they're able to intercept before you even hit send. You'll get like a notice. Are you sure you want to say this? Are are you sure? Are you sure? Oh, my sure thing is not working. Dang it. I, I got to fix it. But the fact that they have allowed it to take place for so long, it it lends itself to the idea that, yes, of course, they knew they wanted it to happen. It wasn't just that they liked the idea of kids getting abused. I mean, there must have been a financial component to it. So if you remember... uh There was a lawsuit that was filed last year by New Mexico Democrat Attorney General Raul Torres. Uh, That was against all of Meta's companies. So Instagram, Facebook, and then Meta as the the VR company. So this whole thing is, is in regards to curbing the exploitation of children. Unfortunately, when it comes to subjects like this, so dark, so evil, these these companies don't bother to do anything about it until they're forced to. So from a statement from Attorney General Torres, our investigation into Meta's social media platforms demonstrates they are not safe spaces for children, but rather prime locations for predators to trade child pornography and solicit minors for sex. Let me tell you how sophisticated these systems are. If you're trading child pornography online, Uh, There are trackers that can detect this child pornography and uh, the Center for Missing and Exploited Children, like they will send a report to the FBI, like they know if you're looking at child pornography. So there's no reason for any reasonable person to believe that Facebook or Instagram could not have known that they had this stuff taking place on their platforms. As a career prosecutor specialized in internet crimes against children, I am committed to using every available tool to put an end to these horrific practices, and I will hold companies and their executives accountable wherever they put profits ahead of children's safety. So during the last several months since this lawsuit was filed, an investigation was launched, and an undercover sting operation took place, and this is when they found that minors under 14 on these platforms, were trading in child pornography. They were being victimized by people. And the children themselves, or perhaps the the accounts that were made to look like 14-year-olds, were proactively served and directed by other users on the platform uh, to engage in streams of egregious, sexually explicit images. And... This is something that was pushed onto these accounts. These children's accounts did not have anything in 
their bio or in their history, which would suggest they would want to find these images of explicit pornography. Instagram and Facebook were the ones serving up this type of content to these kids. It enabled also dozens of adults to find, contact, and press children into providing sexually explicit pictures of themselves or to they themselves participate in pornographic videos. It also was a platform that that was recommending to these children that they should join unmoderated Facebook groups that were entirely devoted to facilitating commercial sex. So dedicated to getting children to sell their bodies to adult pedophiles. Uh, It also allowed Facebook and Instagram users to share, sell, uh, and find an enormous volume of child pornography. Uh, And there was a fictitious mother, the sting operation, pretended to be the mother, and pretended to offer her 13-year-old daughter for sale to sex traffickers and to create a professional page to allow her daughter to share revenue from advertising. So if I was to go on Facebook, guys, and I tried to make an official Red Pill 78 page, I would not be able to monetize that page on Facebook. It would be shut down. I don't even know that I'd be able to publish the page. But you had someone pretending to be a mother making a business page for pimping out her 13-year-old daughter. And, and, they allowed them to monetize it. I hope these people pay. Dawn says, they have technology to stop COVID misinformation, but not child porn? Come on, I agree with you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they, they have the technology. They definitely have the technology. There's no way that they would be facilitating this stuff. They're so worried about you reading about conspiracy theories. They're so worried about you learning about things that are outside of the official narrative. But obviously they don't care about you looking at kitty porn. They hope you look at kitty porn. They're just sending it over to you. So recent findings have brought all of this stuff to light. And that's the reason that Mark Zuckerberg and others were in the Senate hearing today. Uh, according to the final complaint, a search for all new kids links available on Instagram, for example, would yield you all different types of child sexual abuse material. And remember, cheese pizza, CP, code for child pornography. All of this stuff was tagged with cheese pizza. And, of course, these initials are known to be a proxy for child pornography. Do you remember when the mainstream media said that this was a conspiracy theory? This stuff didn't exist. You know, they talked about it for one day. One day. That's how long the news cycle is. One day. We'll discuss the horrors of child pornography. We'll discuss how kitty porn is served up on Instagram and Facebook. And then, boom, on to Taylor Swift. No. They ridiculed people like us for trying to raise awareness, to, to bring attention to this. They ridiculed us. Because they don't want the information getting out. They'll talk about it when they have to. But if they don't have to, if they can make fun of you for trying to raise awareness about this, if they can ruin your life, they'll take away your source of income. They'll take away your ability to speak freely. 
They'll shut you out of mainstream platforms. But then they'll let somebody get rich making kitty porn. They'll let somebody get rich selling their daughter on Facebook, on a business page. It's shameful. So shameful. It's disgusting. All right. Before we get into the second portion of tonight's show, we're going to talk about one such instance of the mainstream media attempting to portray patriots as unhinged lunatics. I need to remind you about the sponsors for the second portion of today's show. First of all, that's going to be my friends at... Why does this never work? Why does this never work? Right monitor. There we go. Okay. Here we go. My friends at onenessdrops.com. Onenessdrops.com are is is the sponsor of this portion and uh they of course are the purveyors of chlorine dioxide water purification kits. This is another subject that the mainstream media has specifically attacked me about, not just about trying to raise awareness about pedophiles. No, chlorine dioxide is a miracle substance, uh, and many people have known that it is very effective at killing pathogens, and more specifically in this instance, at being a water purification uh, vehicle. It is not bleach. I urge anyone who might think it's bleach to just do a little bit of research on chemistry and the way that it works and the actual elements that go together to make this compound. Totally different from bleach. Chlorine dioxide is sold uh, all over the world, and it's often used in the water purification process. Your local municipality cleaning the water probably uses chlorine dioxide. So when you order from onenessdrops.com, use code RP78, you'll save 15% off your order and every order in the future, as long as you use that coupon, you get two parts, parts A and B, you mix them together, your water becomes clean. If for some reason you can't get clean, fresh water from a city source or a municipal source, then you can get water from any source and make it safe to drink using chlorine dioxide from onenessdrops.com. And then, of course, Mr. Mike Lindell at MyPillow.com, also supporting the show, also supporting our efforts to fix the election system here in the United States of America. When you go to MyPillow.com, you can also use code RP78 to save up to 80% off your entire order. Whether it's the MyPillow 2.0, the MyPillow mattress topper, or the mattress, or the Giza dream sheets, the beach towels, or the bath towels, or the bath robes, or the slippers. There are so many amazing products that are made in America, designed in America, and crafted with American hands. So support American business and industry. Support Red Pill 78 and use code RP78 at MyPillow.com where you can, of course, also support Mike Lindell. And then finally... Prepare with RedPill78.com. This is my Patriot Supply, where you can purchase amazing, incredible, nutritious, and long-lasting survival food. This survival food is good for up to 25 years. It will allow you to uh, safely and securely keep food that you don't have to worry about going bad. It comes in these uh, incredible sealable totes, so you don't have to worry about vermin or anybody getting into it. Uh, these are meals that provide up to 2,000 calories a day. Uh, Uh, Many, many different varieties of food from breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
And right now you can save the $200 off a three-month supply of emergency food. Again, if something happens, uh, if something unforeseen takes place, you don't want to get caught unawares and not be able to provide food for yourself or your family. So survival food, gold, lead, and chlorine dioxide. These are the things I say you guys probably want to have on hand. So thank you very much to My Patriot Supply at preparewithredpill78.com. Click the link in the description below, or if Debbie has dropped it into the chat, Debbie, I want to say thank you so much for your help. Uh, also, once more, mypillow.com, code RP78, and then onenessdrops.com, also code RP78. So thank you very much to all of them. All right, so we're going to now talk about the tragic case of the unhinged millennial who decapitated his father and then went on live stream to show it off. Now, I was able to dig into this kid's social media. Uh, most of it has been deleted. It's it, You can't find it anymore. Um, but he was a musician of sorts. So his music is still online. We're going to let's let's take a listen real quick to this song, Justin's Stalkers. And uh, you tell me if you think this guy was uh, sane or not. Yo, you're Justin Moe. I heard you were going to be here. It's so bad. My name from Wam 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 Wam. Wanna smoke this blunt with me? Here, take a hit. I heard you sing while well, I'm a producer. So, this is about him being stalked and someone pretending to be a musical producer coming into his life. And then I guess their plan is to destroy him. Uh, he has another song called They Came for Justin Moan. Take a listen to this. They came for Justin Moan. They found him all alone. Hooray! no one else was home. The communists had known what the Satanists had grown. It's silent to laugh. He had no real dad. He thought to very sad. But nobody was glad for the gifts he had he had. They said that he was God. He thought it very young. So some of his other songs include Cold War Waste Town, I Miss Lauren, which appears to be a ballad where he longs for the woman who controlled his thoughts, MK Ultra, anyone? Uh, he's also got a song called Momunist the Communist about his mother. Uh, he has another song where he talks about his father uh, in a not-so-glorious light. And you can see uh, the title of this album is They Came for Justin Moan. That is Justin Moan. So Justin Moan had all of the characteristic hallmarks of someone who was likely MKUltra. Oftentimes, when people are profoundly disturbed uh, and they have had some level of programming done on them, uh, they tend to exhibit that sickness in the form of some pretty obvious signs. Uh, his music, his books, he had over 25 books that were published. If you take a look at the thumbnail for this video, uh, that the, the coming bloody war in America, that was one of his books. So the writing was on the wall. 
the one thing they're not talking about is what medication was he on? Uh, was he under the care of a therapist? Because obviously those two things go hand in hand with the MK Ultra programming. And of course, the mainstream media is trying to use this to their advantage. What was it that Rahm Emanuel said? Never let a good crisis go to waste. So they're billing this guy as a QAnon conspiracy theorist. Now, it's obvious there is some element of conspiracy to his fantasies, and that is very obvious when you take a look at the YouTube video where he declares himself president of the United States and then offers a $10 million bounty on anyone who will kill federal employees, and then he holds up the head of his dead father. And I don't know if it's real, guys. He didn't hold it up for very long, and you you couldn't see much except for this head that was in a bag, and it was all bloody. It was really red. Uh, So, But I don't know if that's because he had it sealed up and it just couldn't uh, coagulate. I don't know. But it was was a little disturbing, and I didn't really want to watch it again. Um, But it's, it's quite clear that he is completely unhinged. Oh, yes. He also says... That he is the second coming of Christ. He, he declares himself to be the second coming of Christ. So all of this was already on the wall. The writing was on the wall. Uh, as I said, he was living with his parents. I think that also a, a couple of other siblings were also living there. So it wasn't like the healthiest situation. And let, let's let, let's just dive in a little bit more on the specifics of this situation. So his father, 68 years old, he was a federal government employee. I think that he worked at the post office. And Justin Moan appears to have projected his hatred of the U.S. government onto his father. And this is why he was calling for other people to kill federal employees, I guess, because he considered them to be traitors to the people. But uh, it, it... They want to portray him as some sort of right-wing extremist conspiracy nut Trump supporter, but none of those things are true. He was definitely ensconced in his own world, um, but it's not in the way that they're saying. So this murder of his father occurred uh, last night. He streamed it on YouTube. He had already cut his father's head off, and, and I guess he did it with a machete. And then he streamed on YouTube. He had a statement all prepared. So he had been thinking about this for at least some time. Uh, and it, it wasn't some spur of the moment thing. This is also a hallmark of these these uh, sort of psychological operations. Remember when David DePape called the mainstream media from his jail cell uh, in San Francisco? And he had that really lengthy missive. Uh, that that he had scribbled out while he was in jail. It was supposed to be, supposedly it was off the top of his head, but it was quite obvious he was reading a script. And they tried to claim he was a QAnon conspiracy nut. And that's why he went after Nancy Pelosi. But as it, as it eventually came out, David DePape just hated the U.S. government be, for a number of reasons. And it's quite clear Justin Moan hated the U.S. government for a number of reasons. But he was not a Trump supporter. I have one social media post uh, that he put out there before his accounts were deleted. But I think the real problem is that as a 33-year-old man, he was, well, 32 at the time, but he would have been 33 this year, will be. As a 32-year-old man, he was living with his parents, okay, 
and obviously I don't think that's good for anybody's mental health. Uh, there is this sense of entitlement among many of the millennials and, and the, the Zoomers, if you will, because they believe that they're special. Spoiler alert, none of us are special, okay? You are not a beautiful and unique snowflake. You do not deserve anything more than what you work for. And if you don't put in the effort, you're never going to amount to anything and you will never become a self-actualized human being. So it's quite clear that he had always been taken care of. I mean, at 32, living with your parents, obviously you're being taken care of, but his parents were well off. All right. This is the, I guess they bought their home for $390,000. It's probably worth closer to half a million. Maybe cut that in half now that he killed his dad there. Did he drive a Subaru? Oh, sick burn. <laughs> he kind of, he kind of, well, no. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he drove a Subaru, but if he did, I would assume that his parents were paying the note on it. His father, Michael Moan, rest his, God rest his soul, uh, is no longer with us. This is him right here. And uh, I don't know. You guys tell me in the chat. Uh, Give me a one in the chat if you guys want to see any portion of that video. Because I can play a segment that does not have a decapitated head in it. Uh, you let me know. So when he held up that head... He said, this is the head of Mike Moan, a federal employee of over 20 years and my father. He is now in hell for eternity as a traitor to his country. It is said, oh man, okay, no, okay, overwhelmingly no. Oh, I am not going to show a portion with the head, guys. I, I'm just asking if you want to hear him speaking in his own words, really, to give you some sort of perspective on his state of mind. It is said those who commit treason and betray others occupy the lowest pits of hell for all time. The federal government of America has declared war on America's citizens and the American states. America is rotting from the inside out as far left woke mobs rampage our once prosperous cities, turning them into lawless zones. Uh, this went on for about 14 minutes. I can I can play just the audio. All the guys want to see it. All the women don't want to see it. Uh this video was online for, you know, a, a little while. I mean, it, longer than the, the length of the live stream. Eventually, you know, it got taken down. But he, 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 he dubbed himself the commander of a nationwide militia group that he referred to as Moan's Militia. And that also was the name of the YouTube video uh, before it was taken down. A call to arms for American patriots. So, obviously... He's identifying, self-identifying as a patriot, directing American citizens to kill federal employees. This is the most extreme, extreme version of what the mainstream media and the federal government itself sees the patriot movement on the outside. This is clearly going to be something that they try to use as justification for Probably a larger crackdown on your civil liberties. Uh, let me see. Ghost Smith 801 says, RP, that was painful. This dude is deranged. I want my $10 back. That was awful. <laughs> 
He was up for six hours only, but he was only at 6,000 views before it was taken down. This is another thing, is that six hours is a long time, especially on a platform like YouTube, which has the ability, again, in the same way that the other social media companies have the ability to recognize child porn, it should be something that's automatically taken down. YouTube has strict guidelines against depictions of violence. Like if I was still on YouTube and I was streaming and I showed a video of somebody getting punched in the face, the video would be immediately demonetized and it would be restricted for people over 18 years old. So the fact that he showed a head on live stream multiple times and the video was up for six hours in its entirety, that's crazy. Because they should have known. That tells me that YouTube wanted that video up. It was up just long enough for the story to start circulating and for word to get out. And, of course, for people to download it. They wanted it to be seen, Mom. They absolutely wanted it to be seen. So, he also... uh, uh, I mean, the whole 14 minutes, he's reading off his manifesto. He announced the $1 million bounty on several top American government officials, including Christopher Wray, uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland, and former Attorney General Bill Barr. He said, I'm issuing a $1 million bounty on the following individuals, alive or half a million dollars dead. FBI Director Christopher Wray, Attorney General Merrick Garland, ex-Attorney General Bill Barr, and Supreme Court Justice John Roberts. So he goes on to call for a revolution against the Biden regime and an army of illegal immigrants. He said, if I am captured or killed, do not give up. This is America and our freedoms we are fighting for. This is our children's futures we are fighting for. Joe Biden is no longer in power. I am now officially the acting president of America under martial law. If Joe Biden does not abdicate, then capture him and bring him to me. Clearly, this guy was out of it. Our federal employees that are listening to this message, now is your last chance to resign from the side of the traitors and join our countrymen in taking back your country or else this is your fate. And that's when he holds up the head. I urge the U.S. Postal Service to suspend their services at this time, split from the federal government, and join your country, or else I cannot offer federal postal workers any protection. And I don't think anybody was planning on doing that, especially after he killed his dad. Foxhole is down. Sean Joe says Foxhole is down. Uh, it shouldn't be, because uh, I'm still, I'm still broadcasting to the Foxhole. Yeah, I'm still broadcasting to Foxhole, so I don't know why it would be down. Creighton! I take great offense at that. My shirts aren't offensive. My shirts are perfect. But I'm not going to play it. I, too many people said they didn't want to see it. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put a clip out of just him talking without the head on, like, Telegram or something. If you want to see it, you can go look. So... These are his, his, his ultimatums that he gave 
to uh, the people of America. Resignation of all current non-military federal employees. Abdication of Joe Biden from his cabinet and the White House. Ending of the Federal Reserve and restoration of Congress's right to print interest-free money. Closing of America's borders to illegal immigrants and mass deportation of illegal immigrants who entered under the Biden regime. Ceasing of any human trafficking, specifically involving children and sex slaves. Ceasing of all woke and gender ideology propaganda in schools and other public places. Capturing and torturing of federal employees and their associates will continue until the entire network of America's traders is identified and completely wiped out. This includes bribed members of the deep state. <clears throat> labor racketeers of the prison industrial complex, and globalist leaders of assorted industries, namely tax-evading big tech companies. Do you see what they've done here? Do you see what they've done here? They've taken all of these very, very worthwhile points that many people with sound mind and body would make, and now they have attached them, attached them to a psychotic millennial who just cut his dad's head off on live stream, they allowed that video to play where he asks for all of these things, presents a call to action, and then, oh, and they also attach it to a citizen's militia. Well, these things are already on the, uh, the, the, the careful watch list of the federal government, and it's a fairly obvious attempt to categorize anyone supporting any of these things as the same thing as Justin Moan. Glenn MS says, yes, Foxhole is down. It shows streaming on my stream, too. But to view, it's all buffer. I am told they are working on like on this. Been like this for at least a half hour. Oh, wow. <clears throat> I wasn't aware. Yeah, I smell MK Ultra. I think you're right. Yes. Uh, hold on. Will you guys go to Foxhole and... Hey, Rumble is working if you want to open another window as they fix Foxhole. Okay. I don't know if anybody's going to get that. Yes. This is clearly MKUltra. All right. Now, that's an offensive shirt. Come on, Creighton. That's an offensive shirt. Actually, I think it's kind of funny. But here is a a physical copy of his CD, The Story of Humanity by Justin Moan. So this was in Levittown, Pennsylvania. I guess that law enforcement got a call to the residents about 7 p.m. The residents, I don't know who called there. Uh, Maybe it was Justin himself because, I mean, obviously he knows he's going to go to jail after that. Uh, probably will have a 911 call released, or at least the, the, the person who initiated the call. That's going to have to be released. But Justin was there. He lived with his mother, his brother, Zachary, no relation to me, uh, and then his sister, Stephanie. Wow. See, there's something going on here where, uh, like, middle-aged adult parents have their entire set of children all living with them. Probably because none of them were working. Uh, probably, I mean, I, I think that they, they failed as parents. I mean, I'm just going to say it. You know, I know that things are difficult now, but these people were almost 40 years old. And this guy, Justin, I mean, he had some, he had a lot going on. We'll, we'll talk about more than that in a minute. But so they, they got called to the home. Officers went in, discovered the father upstairs, deceased. 
and they called the son a person of interest. Well, no, we're actually we're just going to call him a suspect. The youngest member of the family. Uh, let's see. Uh, the son has oh asked if the son has a history of psychological problems. Uh, I'll just take a guess without knowing for sure. I'll say, yeah, uh, we're getting contacted by some people in the community that know us and know him and his family. And we're hearing a lot. Obviously, he's well known in the community just by the calls we're getting. So people who graduated from high school with him, uh, normal things coming forward. People have known him. He, he Lately, they say he seemed a little off, but th- there was something going on for a while. He was in the midst of his third lawsuit against the federal government because he claimed that his student loans were made to him uh, and they shouldn't have been made to him because he's white and and overeducated in his songs. You know, he hits on race. He hits on DEI. He hits on feminism. I mean, it's just a, a who's who, a smorgasbord of their favorite subjects for a psychological operation of this nature. Look at this. This is the one Facebook post that I could find. He says there's not even such a thing as America anymore. There's a civil war between Justin Moan and his followers versus the cult. America is secretly focusing and revolving around me such that the cult is trying to hide me and kill me while empowering the cult and using the media as a distraction. Poor media. Nobody thinks it's odd that I'm suing one of the biggest companies in America due to a devout cult belief that I am the second coming king of Earth. I mean, Mayor Southers and Governor Hickenlooper are literally about to go to jail for the rest of their lives after I sue them for everything they own due to allegiance to a cult who thinks I'm God. So the cult is made up of everybody who's not Team Justin Moan, everybody in the federal government, and uh, and they think he's God. So they're persecuting him because of that. Even my own family members uphold the cult belief and is willing to go to jail to prove it. Donald Trump, if this does not get fixed ASAP, then you will also be in jail for the rest of your life after I sue you for everything you own. That's not a threat. That's a promise, bitch. So he was not a Trump supporter. Uh, and also, I'll tell you what, he's never even voted. Justin Moan was a non-active individual. Uh, so let's see. Was there... I thought there was another piece in here that I wanted to make sure I hit on. Here we go. Was this person a MAGA boy for real? No, he was not a Trump supporter. When the media lies and says he was a Trump supporter, they're just making it up. Same with the QAnon stuff. He never mentions Q and any of this stuff. Uh, so he appears to have been driven to a point of snapping, not by Trump, not by the right, but by Joe Biden's policies here in America. His own social media posts showed, not just that one, that he did not like Trump. He said he's a member of a militia and called for militiamen to assassinate federal employees in that online rant. So right now, it turns out that the uh, U.S. Senate, Senate Democrats, have just proposed a Senate bill, 3589, Preventing Private Paramilitary Activity Act. What do you want to bet that this incident right here is going to be used by the Senate Democrats to push the need 
for this act. He is yet another patsy in a long line of patsies. The Preventing Private Paramilitary Activity Act. And he was calling for a private militia. Well, isn't that odd? Isn't that odd? It's very, very strange that he's railing against the insanity of the Democrats' policies. He's calling for this private militia. And the Democrats have this all ready to go. It's just like the Patriot Act, guys. That Patriot Act was not just written in the wake of 9-11. They had it sitting there waiting for an opportunity to put it into action. So now, I think that this is more indicative of the the clear mental health crisis we have in America. The fact that he was you know, educated, had a degree, could not find a job. I don't know how hard he was looking for a job. I mean... If if he was living in, in Levittown, Pennsylvania with an ag, deg- ag degree and he couldn't find a job, I mean, there's a lot of farm country all around America. Also, it looked like he was reading from a teleprompter and it says that uh, he snapped because of those policies that the Democrats are pushing. Open borders is not a Republican thing. Uh, and uh, also, Biden is the one who's creating this violent society that we live in. He's the one who's, who's pitting American against American. Uh, we may actually be losing our country and things may be bad, but not a single person here is going to tell you that you need to uh, start killing federal employees. He is in another post. He claims to be the second messiah. Uh, let me see. Ah, yes, his career as an artist. Uh, so those Spotify songs, I won't, I won't burden you with those Spotify songs anyways, but you know, he, he appears to have been spending more time on his writing and his music than he was actually finding a job. But if he was any, if he was working at the same level of skill at finding a job as he was in creating this art, well, then it's no wonder he couldn't find a job because he sucked. He was, he was not a good artist. Uh, he was, uh, he was not a serious songwriter. He could not sing. Uh, everything that he was doing in terms of his art was a big turnoff. So this is his biography on Spotify and Amazon. His life story is unbelievable, and there may not be enough words to describe him. (laughs) It also sounds like a narcissist. But one may begin to understand his complexity and experiences through his art. He has a number of books, including They Will Burn This Book, The Punishing, Poems I Wrote While Stoned, The Kingdom of Dark, The Pink, Dark Ages of the Future, and The Revolution Leader's Survival Guide. And he believes himself to be the second messiah. And clearly he said that he was the acting president of the United States. If we uh, take a look at older Facebook posts, let me see. Uh, Okay, now I thought that they had another one in here, but they don't. Uh, So if you go to Amazon, you can find this CD, but it's no longer available. If you go to his artist page, that's all there is. They no longer have the information about him. And I would bet that his Spotify account is not going to be up much longer either. Uh, L, he no longer has a footprint online. So we, we can't, we can't determine that, unfortunately. Um, because much like every other MK Ultra operation that they put into action, they immediately go and remove everything. I did have an archive of his YouTube account. Um, but 
you, can't, you don't you don't actually see everything. So uh, and over here on Spotify, they don't give you a, a specific timeline, um, but we can see that his first album was released in 2018. And his most recent one was released in 2021. And uh, that looks like I Miss Lauren uh, was the most recent one. Uh, so the one before that was Cold War Waste Town. That's the full album that came out in 2021. Justin's Stalkers, of which there are two parts. And then he's also got a Justin Moan the Movie song. Before that, in 2018, he had two editions of Kala Funk and Ratto, two of them, a regular edition and then a uh, special edition. So, so yeah, I, I think this is quite obvious. This is a uh, another MK Ultra op, and they're going to use everything that he said in that uh, uh, in that manifesto to specifically start hunting down people in that. And, and there was another one actually. I saw this one first. Um, it was a, uh, a another situation where they're trying to create a sense of danger around a survivalist patriot. Uh, there was uh, allegedly this guy uh, in Colorado. He and oh, isn't that yeah, Colafunk and Rado, and this one. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Was this this was in San Diego? So this kid went to school, was showing off pictures of weapons and said that he was going to commit a school shooting. That was scheduled for yesterday. The police intervened, and when they got there, they ended up arresting the father because he had a grenade launcher, uh, he had this rocket launcher, and he had a whole bunch of weapons, and that included, like, homemade weapons. Of course, they like the term ghost gun. But he allegedly had illegal weapons, and now the father is facing charges at the same time as the son. But I wanted... Okay, so this was the video from that kid or the from this guy, but there was a report that was associated with this. And here we go. Take a look at this video that they play. Look, the the cops show up, they invite the news and this dude's garage is crammed with prepper stuff. And when they're going through the list of what they found, they're like, you know, like many unregistered firearms, assault rifles, grenade launchers, rocket launchers, and survival food. <laughs> like the survival food was something to worry about. And of course, right here, right in the very front of his garage, you've got an American flag. Uh, and they, they make every point to ensure that you know that this guy is a survivalist right-wing extremist. And uh, thank God the government was able to intervene before more death and destruction happened. So this happened almost immediately after. The, the Justin Moan stuff happened last night. And then this was also yesterday. I want to say it was early in the morning that the son and the father, well, the house was basically raided first thing in the morning. The dad was arrested. The son was arrested. And then later on in that day, you had the situation with Justin Moan cutting his dad's head off. And they're connected in terms of their ideology. So uh, I expect to see a a full-scale pickup in the pace of this sort of rhetoric, especially as we get closer to the election and the FBI and the DOJ needs a reason to intrude 
on your uh, privacy and civil liberties. All right. So finally today, guys, we're going to give you an update on the situation with Miss Fanny Willis. Miss Fanny Willis down there in Georgia. It turns out that Fanny Willis fired a whistleblower who sought to inform authorities about Fannie's misuse of federal grant money. Now, this is totally separate to the scandals we've already been talking about for the last week or so. This is a brand new scandal. According to audio that was recovered by the Free Beacon, back in 2021, Amanda Thompson, who was an employee in the Fulton County District Attorney Office, she warned Fannie Willis that an aide in the office was going to use $488,000 in federal grant money, which was earmarked for the creation of a Center for Youth Empowerment and Gang Prevention. They were planning to use this federal grant to pay for swag, computers, and travel. From the audio, he wanted to do things with grants that were impossible, and I kept telling him, like, we can't do that. This was on November 19th, 2021, in a meeting with Fannie Willis. He told everybody, we're going to get, we're going to get MacBooks. We're going to get swag. We're going to use it for travel. And I said, you cannot do that. This is a very specific grant. And I can tell you from my own personal experience in writing, uh, grants, receiving grants and implementing the use of that cash, you have to be very specific about the uh, accounting of the money from that grant. So if you take federal grant money and you don't do exactly what you said you were going to do with it, well, they're going to come after that money and they're going to come after you. Now, I suppose it's possible that people could take that grant money and covertly use it for things they're not allowed to spend it on, but then they would have to be committing another federal crime in lying about the way that money had actually been spent. Fannie Willis tells the whistleblower, I respect that is your assessment, and I'm not saying your assessment is wrong. So tacitly admitting to the whistleblower that this man working for Fannie Willis is planning to use the federal grant money, which was earmarked again to create a center to divert youth away from gang activity. Fannie Willis was aware of that. And maybe that's why 56 days later, this whistleblower got fired. She lost her job. Less than two months later, Fannie Willis abruptly terminated Timpson and had her escorted out of the office by none less than seven armed investigators. And when Timpson filed a whistleblower complaint the following year, alleging that she was wrongfully terminated, Fannie Willis's office issued a statement describing Timpson as a holdover from the prior administration. They say she was terminated because of her failure to meet the standards of the new administration. What, to have sex with your underlings? To set, to steal grant money and spend it on things you can't? To not prosecute real criminals? Because these appear to be the standards set by Fannie Willis's administration. So the whistleblower told the Free Beacon, this is part of a larger pattern of Fannie Willis's abuse and corruption. As we have come to learn in recent weeks, uh, I can't even count the very many scandals we seem to have been able 
to come into the knowledge about. So let's go ahead and listen in Fannie Willis's own words. In Fannie Willis's own words, how Miss Willis cares about the misappropriation of grant money for a federal program. Let's take let's take a listen. Mm-mm-mm. If you had to give me a sentence, what is the sentence saying? Once I told him about his respectfully and in an email about his lack of leadership and the fact that he wanted to do things with grants that were impossible. And I kept telling him, like, we can't do that and questioning stuff. He would take me off projects, tell people I wasn't doing what I was supposed to because I questioned him. Because I understood, I helped write that grant. I knew what was in that grant. He told everybody in front of Crystal, Deontay, everybody, we're going to get MacBooks. We're going to do that. We're going to get swag. We're going to use it for travel. I said, you cannot do that. It's a very, very specific grant. Took me off. I questioned Junior DA. There's kids in there from out of the, the, um, the county, all this. Took me off Junior DA. I didn't not want to do it. He made it look as if I wasn't doing what I needed to do because I questioned him. Because so, I knew for a fact Mr. Cuffey respectfully did not know what he was doing. So, period. So I respect that is your assessment. Um, it was clear to me that you and Mr. Cuffey were not getting along. And I'm not saying that your assessment is wrong. I want you to really listen to the words I'm saying. Puffy, and this is my personal opinion to one woman to another, is dangerous to your administration. He tells people, when I reached out to you, he told me, oh, um, you think your word is safe? Um, exactly when you reach out to Miss uh, Willis, she called me and told me. She told me everything. So once you reach out to her, she's going to reach up back out to me. So I didn't even go to HR. And he put Dexter's something? name on my PDP, and I didn't even feel safe going to anybody. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. I have three supervisors that have failed in this field. What's interesting to me, because I'm in a learning curve too, they each pretend to have a relationship with me that they do not have. Uh-huh. I guess that's an intimidation tactic. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that you felt that way, but you, Dexter certainly don't have no relationship with uh, right. Michael Cuffey. You were safe to go those places. She wasn't safe to do nothing. Fannie Willis sold out this employee fired a whistleblower who was trying to do the right thing to protect Fannie Willis. Obviously, that wasn't the right thing. Fannie Willis doesn't deserve the protection of anybody because she's got her underlings doing her dirty work for her, doing the dirty work under her. I wonder if she was also boffing coffee there, Mr. Coffee. Fannie Willis is so dirty. Fannie Willis deserves whatever comes her way. So this is just yet another example of the corruption and the lawlessness taking place inside her administration. The people of Fulton County, Georgia, deserve so much better. Because, of course, the the conflict, the... uh, The scandal related to Nathan Wade, it continues. But there's more. There's more. Remember the man who came forward with these allegations of Fannie Willis having an improper relation with her underling, of paying him more than he was worth, of improperly using the money that he was receiving to go on lavish vacations, to take cruises, to take first-class trips. You guys ever priced out a first-class plane ticket? They're insane. Uh, 
Okay, you can spend anywhere from you know maybe you know for a short trip like maybe a hundred, hundred fifty bucks, two hundred for a, a trip not too far away. But if you're taking a first class trip like they did from Atlanta all the way to California, you're talking about thousands of dollars depending on what airline you go on. But seriously, I would say at least sixteen hundred bucks or more. It's insane, and the Taxpayers of Fulton County are the ones who foot that bill. But the attorneys for this same man have just filed an additional lawsuit against Fannie Willis and the district attorney's office because she has failed to disclose public records as is required. The merchant law firm, which is representing Mr. Roman, the original whistleblower who came forward with all this information about Fannie Willis's corrupt organization is suing the office for denying their right to inspect certain records under the Georgia Open Records Act. That includes contracts, contracts for attorneys that Fannie Willis hired to work on the Trump case. That includes her boy toy, Saul Goodman wannabe Nathan Wade. And they're looking for any analytics that have been produced by media uh, monitoring the company office contracted uh, to track her coverage. So they're looking to see if Nathan Wade, Fannie Willis, uh, and uh, any other people working in the office have been looking to see how she's performing. Obviously, we know that this is not performing very well. So this lawsuit has been filed in the Superior Court of Fulton County. They allege that the office intentionally sought to stall production of these records as they are legally obligated to provide in an apparent effort to intentionally stall the plaintiff's inspection of various categories of documents prior to the evidentiary hearing on this matter. Because how is he going to make a case if he doesn't have the evidence that he needs to present it? FCDA has refused without adequate explanation to provide plaintiff with many of the requested materials that are known to exist and which are not subject to any exemption in this act, and some of which have been outstanding since September of 2023. This is exactly what the Justice Department does, whether it's at the Superior District Court level or it's at the federal court level. Unfortunately, the Department of Justice And many of these corrupt district attorneys around the country, they will withhold the evidence for as long as they possibly can until the court finally compels them under penalty of uh, sanctions or something to hand it over. Otherwise, they're going to be in trouble. And, of course, the lawyers for the defendants, they just keep racking up more money because the more things they have to file, the more hours they have to spend trying to get what the defendants are rightfully due. It costs the defendant more and more money. And oftentimes, by the end of it, the defendants have exhausted all of their financial resources. And these corrupt district attorneys or these these uh, these U.S. attorneys, they get exactly what they want because people can't keep fighting forever. Our judicial system is so irreparably broken. This is not supposed to happen, but it's exactly what happens. So Ashley Merchant is who's. Uh, who is representing Michael Roman. She filed the original motion earlier this month, which stated all of the claims about the alleged romantic relationship between Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis. Uh, and uh, we have 
the hearing that's scheduled for February 15th. Fannie Willis is not going to get out of that hearing. He's been looking for this information since September. And by failing to produce these invoices for Nathan Wade and uh, the invoices for Wade's former law partner, Terry Bradley, uh, it has 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 stretched Michael Roman to the brink. It has forced his hand. They also want the other special prosecutor, uh, Anna Cross's current contracts and invoices, as well as John Floyd and other special prosecutors' contracts and inv- invoices. Uh, now, invoices that we saw before, it showed that these people were not being paid the same amount. Fannie Willis said they were all getting the same amount of money. Not true. Her boyfriend was getting paid more than everybody else. Uh, we also are hoping to see from the filing that was just put in place by Merchant, Copies of how CARES Act money was spent by the office. CARES Act, those that's the COVID money. They want to know how the COVID money was spent by the office. They want to know the analytics from the media monitoring service the office has hired. Uh, these have not been fulfilled as well. And it also, it's probably going to be fairly telling when you look at the analytics and the reporting from the analytics company. Uh, when they can tell the office of the district attorney, I had no idea district attorneys were paying attention to analytics like that. They're they're probably looking to see how they perform as certain stories are coming out. I'd love to see how these people are performing uh, out there in the general public on social media. I mean, they're probably probably not doing very well. But Willis's office agreed to pay $10,000 just before the the Trump probe for a New York-based media monitoring service. $10,000 of the taxpayers' money to pay attention to what's going on online right before they launch this Trump probe. Uh, The company is called Critical Mention, and they track mentions of you in social media. Uh, And they attempt to uh, determine what the effect is of on social media of your statements and, of course, you know, the various things that you're doing. So some requests were prematurely closed, which required them to be filed, uh, and the lawsuit speculates this was done intentionally with the hope that Mr. Merchant would simply just accept that the request was closed out. But there's no legal basis for any of these requests to have been closed out. In fact, every single request should have already been met. The information should have been provided. The district attorney's office of Fulton County is just trying to play games. I hope that they get in trouble for this because this is truly a a, a miscarriage of justice. Thankfully, Michael Roman and his lawyer, Miss Merchant, have not stopped trying to get this information. It's quite obvious that there are many documents that are still outstanding, all of them in the possession of Fulton County. They have not been provided. The Open Records Act is itself appeared to be designed to deter Georgia residents from accessing these public records, and it flies in the face of transparency and openness as the act dictates, Ms. Merchant said. So, of course, the district attorney's office is not responding to requests for comments. Uh, and additionally, it was announced yesterday that Nathan Wade would temporarily be able to avoid having to testify in his divorce. And by extension, Fannie Willis is also going to avoid having to testify in the divorce proceedings. Uh, there is a temporary agreement that Nathan Wade and his soon-to-be ex-wife, Jocelyn Wade, have been able to come to. Uh, so 
a Wednesday hearing that was scheduled today uh, was expected to include Nathan Wade having to testify about the nature of his relationship. However, he and his wife yesterday came to a temporary agreement, and this allows for today's hearing to not need to happen. What's interesting is that the wife was demanding whatever she wanted, and rather than have to testify and fight it, Nathan and Fanny decided, hey, woman, you can have everything you want. They made all the concessions. Jocelyn is going to make out like a bandit. She's probably going to take Nathan to the cleaners. Uh, and uh, according to this, the court has reviewed the terms and provisions of the temporary agreement entered into by the parties and through their counsel of record and hereby approves said temporary agreement as it is and proper in the circumstances. So all that extra money that Nathan Wade has been making, it now is probably going to belong to Jocelyn. Uh, and it means, again, that he and Fanny will no longer have to testify, at least at this point. Now, uh, Wade's wife has alleged he did not disclose payments from the county to her, and he left her without financial support throughout these divorce proceedings. And he, now that she knows exactly how much money he's making. You better believe uh, she's she's going to be taking all of it. Uh, so good for her. Good for you, Jocelyn. Now, um, things, however, however, uh, are not looking up for them because although they don't have to testify in the divorce proceeding, uh, Fanny and Nathan have been subpoenaed to testify in another upcoming hearing, uh, which, of course, is the one that we just spoke about. Uh, these subpoenas are going to force Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis to give sworn testimony during that televised hearing on February 15th. Uh, and that will be in response to this new motion that was filed by Michael Roman. Um, initially, he filed a lawsuit for the documents. This new filing is to have his charges dismissed. Uh, and it also may likely, depending on their testimony, disqualify Fannie Willis simply for being involved in this romantic relationship with Nathan Wade. So the new lawsuit uh, stands to end this case as it sits. Uh, this likely may throw a major monkey wrench into the workings of the deep state and the efforts to destroy President Trump and his associates down there in the state of Georgia. So this February 15th testimony is going to be different from the one that the judge wants her to come on in and give in regards to this. So I, I like I said, I'm going to be trying to televise as much of it as I possibly can. Now, the other interesting thing is that uh, while it's an election year for President Trump and Joseph Robinette Biden, it's also an election year for Fannie Willis. <laughs> what do you think the chances are that she's not going to get reelected in November? Uh, I think they're fairly, fairly likely, especially when the people of Fulton County take a look at all of these scandals that are plaguing her, plaguing her office. They're, they're not going to want her to continue. Uh, so she's trying to get reelected. Hang on. I wanted to see if they had her. 
Oh, gosh. You know, we were talking about all those investigations. We have the Georgia State Assembly. They're impeaching her. We have that ethics committee that's investigating her. We have the Senate committee that's investigating her. Uh, we still have the divorce proceedings ongoing. We have the uh, the judge in the RICO case uh, that is calling them in to testify in regards to all of this stuff. We also have the uh, the 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 House, the U.S. House of Representatives, and their investigation into Fannie Willis. Just because she said she doesn't want to comply, doesn't mean that it's not going to. Uh, so we're looking at seven separate investigations into Fannie Willis, and now we've got this whistleblower. So that's eight, and then we've got the new lawsuit for the documents. So that's that's nine. That's nine ongoing actions that involve Fannie Willis. So the people of Fulton County, I don't think that are, are, I don't think they're likely to reelect her. I don't know who's running against her, but heck, if you live in Fulton County and you're a lawyer, I would run for that position. I would run for that position because, uh, you will probably, probably win. All right. I think we're going to go ahead and end it there. I've got a couple more things about the border, but I think we'll be fine. Um, it looks like maybe, Foxhole is still not working because I don't uh, I don't see anything happening over there. Uh, but uh, let me see. Um, okay, there's uh, a, one thank you that I have to give. That was from yesterday. Uh, that was Laura. Laura, thank you very much. All right, and uh, that's all. So. Thank you to everyone for hanging out with us today. I appreciate you being here. And uh, I think that uh, the only thing I've got going tonight is Altered State at 9 p.m. with Brad on Badlands Media. So hopefully I see you there. If I don't, then be back tomorrow, uh, 5 p.m. for another episode. No, wait. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's Thursday. I'll be back at Thursday at five. I'm also going to be on uh, uh, taking it back at four on Badlands, and then uh, that'll be it. So, good luck. God bless. We'll see you guys.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.